0: Hi everybody, uh, it's Mike Sullivan uh, from One Digital. I am co-founder and uh, chief growth officer. Uh, thanks for joining uh, the podcast today. Um, I'm really excited to have the opportunity to introduce today uh, my friend Eric Haglin. Um, Hags is formerly of Georgia Benefits. And um, in some ways, probably what I would consider to be almost an honor at this point is the (laughs) fact that Hags and I have known each other now. You know, I would think, Eric, what about you joined us 11 years ago. So we probably first met 12, 12 or 13 years ago, Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. So 11 years ago, um, Eric was with Georgia Benefits and. It was a benefits firm right in Atlanta, where our corporate offices are, or outside of Atlanta. And, um, and Eric has the distinct um, position to have been the first ever one digital acquisition in the history of the company. A lot lot of folks don't know this, but we started out in 2000. And we were, for the better part of the first decade of our existence, an outsource solution. So we went to bigger brokers and asked them to outsource their small group to us. And we managed that business on their behalf. Um, We ended up meeting Eric um, because if I'm not mistaken, Hags we did an outsource Arrangement with your firm back in the day, um, so many years ago. But um, it really is kind of cool to look back that it was 11 years ago, you decided to be the first firm to ever join One Digital via acquisition. So, you know, the easy sort of tee up question is we go back in time 11, probably 11 and a half years, and you're going through the thought process of, Am I really going to consider you were how old at the time? Ballpark 40, mid forties. Yeah. Yeah. I was mid forties. So you're mid forties doing well. I I think I remember you had just purchased a new beautiful office building out in the suburbs um, outside of Atlanta. And we come to you and say, so we got a really cool idea instead of just being, um, you know, an outsourced partner of ours. Why don't you join us and be the first acquisition um, and help us figure out what it's going to be like trying to align with 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 folks like you? So tell me kind of what's going through your mind. You know, if you can think back to that long ago, how did you end up getting there, getting to yes?
1: Yeah, well, it was it was kind of interesting because when you came to me and said that I was just completely taken off guard. I, I was not expecting that. And I wasn't looking for it. I, um, as you mentioned, I have been trucking along for about uh, 20 years at that time, having a good time, successful agency, great team, n- new office digs, and, you know, just having a good time. And y- you actually weren't quite as direct as that, Mike, um, because I specifically remember <laughs> thinking, are these guys asking me to marry them? Um, you, you were just kind of maybe just kind of hitting around the parameter trying to decide that, and you know I think I finally asked that. Are you asking me to, to merge with you, join you? And you said yes, and I was really well, you, by But that. Hags,
0: you know what's funny about that? I'm not sure we were being coy, or since you were the first one, I, we didn't even know how to ask somebody how to join. No back in the day. Absolutely. So it was probably us figuring it out as much as you were figuring
1: it out. Uh, yes, I, I 100% agree with that because We Once that first meeting happened, we probably spent a good solid six months talking, going back and forth. What do you need? What would you like to see? This is what we think we you should do. Does this sound right? So we went back and forth for a long time trying to figure out what was going to be the path for this, because you really didn't know and I didn't know. And it was kind of a wing and a prayer.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, and we still to a large extent, I mean, you get to a certain point in these conversations. And from my perspective, you're basically saying, look, you got to trust us. Like we got we to gotta fit each other enough to have a certain amount of trust that we're heading in the right direction and we're heading in the same direction. What's important to us is what's, is what's important to you. I mean, I think you're probably the best example hags of you took a leap of faith and we did as well that we were going to figure this out together cuz there's so much you know it's funny i say i say today 11 years later that, that i think part of what is making us a better and better company every quarter is like we've made every mistake you can make along the way <laughs> of trying to figure out how to align with teams. And so I, I think we're just better equipped to make good decisions and really understand who fits us. But that's probably that's what I think about next is like, so you're the first to join. I can, I can remember the first time we started to get together, we had maybe 3 or 4 or 5 acquisitions. Then we were up to maybe 8 or 10 acquisitions. We started to get together to say, okay, let's figure out how to start collaborating. And they were relatively smaller offices in different parts of the country. We all kind of knew, you know, we were in the same business, we're always benefits people. But I think what you and I would both think about looking back at those is probably the most valuable lesson we learned was. You need to spend a lot of time getting to know the folks that you're talking to and really understand because when I look back, like I like you, you can probably still see the first five, eight, ten faces in the room. And what we learned was there were clearly faces in that room that did not fit us. Mm-hmm. You know, and so so we we learned probably the most valuable lesson we learned was, and it's probably why we still go out and meet people. And ninety plus percent of all the deals that we the teams we ever align with, we go out and meet them. We get to know them, and we decide whether or not we can figure it out together. It's really hard when you have someone in the middle. And you know, there's a banker who's basically saying, you know, you get to talk to these people for two hours, then submit a bid. And you know, it's it's just it's just a different deal. But you know, if you're you're the best example, Hags, and, and so many other folks of like if there's anything I'm proud of so many years later is that. The vast majority of people that have ever joined us are still with us and and thriving. So, um, you know, when when you think about those early days, and now I think about what's going on sort of nationally, but but just take Georgia, for instance, right? You're outside of Atlanta, but we've gone from being a really small broker in Georgia to arguably a powerhouse in that marketplace, right? We've gone from six or eight people on a retail brokerage side in your office to hundreds of people and a really strong small group, a really strong middle market. But tell me like, so you're sitting in your seat. You know, I can sit here and go, wow, we've really come together, we're building. You know, I talk about it, you live it, right? So Mm -hmm. what's it like going from the first guy in the pool to hundreds of people in a marketplace Trying to figure out together. So, what's that like? What's what's good about it? What's hard about it? Okay, Um,
1: I'm probably going to make you laugh a little bit with this uh, with this comment because we've uh, I guess acquired about five agencies, and the last one was by far my biggest competitor. Really. And when I found that out, I was a bit nervous. And I specifically remember thinking to myself, but I hate those guys. <laughs> and about five minutes later, no, not even that 30 seconds later, I said to myself, wait a minute, I don't even know those guys. I, I I don't dislike them. I dislike that they're so good at what they do and they're such good competition for me. Well, now we're all one big team, and we work so closely and so well together. There's no inner office rivalry. You always hear about that in a lot of acquisitions. they're in the same town, and you know they're just stepping all over each other. We don't do that. We work together yeah. uh, we've all become good friends we've gone out for for dinner together and hung out together and it's just such a good relationship and the funny thing is the depth of knowledge that I now have because of all this, it it can't even be measured. I had a conversation this morning with somebody, and when I hung up, I I said to myself, I can't even believe I had that hour-long conversation. Ten years ago, no way could I have done it. But because of all these acquisitions and what I've learned from them, I'm so much better today than I was 11 years ago.
0: So I think about this. So when you're you again, when you go from that you, unique position of being the first guy in, right? First guy or gal in. And for all test purposes, every prospect out there is your prospect. So what I think about sometimes now is like there's a lot more people going after a lot more business. Um, is the reality does it get crowded for you? Do you do you think like I do, do you ever think I don't have the same opportunity that I had before?
1: Um, you know, I'm in Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's a big city, and and sure, yes, we have absolutely run into each other. Um, you know, I'm calling on somebody, and I look in our our uh, system, and and they already have someone else's name. And what do you do? You pick up the phone and you call them and say, "Hey, I see that you have your name on this account. Are you working it?" Ninety percent of the time, the answer is no, or. Yeah yeah, I'm working on it, but do you have a way in? And I've gotten those same calls. People call and say, you know, I've got this way in. Well, I might just have called them trying to get it, but I don't have any in. Okay, so walk away. Say, hey, if you've got a referral into your CFO, go take it and run with it. I actually had it happen today um, with another producer in another office. And he thought he had a way in. I've been working it a little bit. And we just said, Hey, let's do this together. Let's go see yeah. it together.
0: Yeah. I and, was going to say, is yeah, that, is fun. that logical?" Do you, do you end up, you know, if it, do you end up more often like one person's names on it, but it's really not their prospect or do you end up migrating into like, let's split it? What's a more common way to do it? Is there a more common way to do it?
1: I, um, I don't even I don't even know if I can answer that. It might be a fifty fifty thing. A lot yeah. of people are just you know they've cold called, they've called them right. over the years, but they don't really have a way in. And and if I've been referred in or they've been referred in, why would you not step back from that? That only makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there are other cases like this one that I've had conversations with them and trying to work on there, but then they got referred in. Okay. Now we have two ways to yeah. enter the door. Shouldn't we work those ways together?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you, you know, one of the things tags, I find, again, this is, it's so interesting to me. I've been so looking forward to this conversation because I mean, you and I have gone from, you know, every time you sold a new piece of business, you and I would <laughs> celebrate that we went yeah. from like, you know, you going hunting on a Saturday morning and me seeing what you shoot and <laughs> Um, but you kinda, I miss the fact that like one of the byproducts of, uh, growing up as a company and getting bigger is you kind of lose some of, you just can't, there's so many new faces that you lose some of that like connectedness, but do you find that, does that shift from, from guys and gals like myself and Pete and Julie, does that all go on on a local basis now? Does it just shift to more locally?
1: Yeah, I would say so. Um, being Atlanta, we're a pretty big city and we've got five offices and then one down in Savannah. So we've got a lot of space between us and um, it, it'd be pretty hard to merge all the offices physically together. Yeah. But we have merged all, I would say, here and we are one big office, um, kind of as a big family, but yeah, we, we still, we talk a lot. We, you know, yeah. I email back and forth or call or, you know, talk to people about things I'm working on, et cetera. So sure, there's still, you still have that. It's just probably not quite as much. But, you know, I know as a fact, if I pick up the phone and call your cell phone, you're going to answer it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so is Adam or Chuck or anybody. If, if I need to talk to you, you're going to answer or you're going to text me back and say, I'll call you in an hour. There's no question yeah, about that. Yeah.
0: So do you, um, you know, one of the questions I get asked all the time is um, for a firm that is out there, um, you know, growing. You know, lots of new faces getting hired in markets, and lots of acquisitions that have taken place over the years. Um, and and you know, generally speaking, any firm that's out there being successful talks about their culture. And the question I always get is, how do you guys maintain that what you know, that vibe, that thing we think is special when you're doing so many acquisitions. And you know, when you're sitting in my seat with a team of folks out there doing it all the time, you're sort of like we spend a lot of time getting to know folks and Um, We generally speaking, like, you know, anybody who talks to me a lot has heard this line where, um, and you and I have lived it together, where you you all of a sudden realize it's not about who you let in the front door. It's about who you prevent from coming in the front door (laughs) that really allows you to keep a vibrant Mm -hmm. culture. But what is it like sitting in your seat? Like when you think about... You know the progression we've made when you joined i i bet we were less than 100 people today we're a three thousand people um how do you think about that how you know i think about it just as someone who sort of flies you were just talking to me about you we're going into q4 my life actually gets easier because there's no bro every, every broker is so busy they don't have time to talk to folks like me it's a really tough time for you but when you think about the cultural piece do we do we lose something along the way, or do you think we've done? How how does it how does it feel when you're sitting in your seat and going, you know, are we are we the same company we were 11 years ago from a culture standpoint, or has that changed as well? That
1: is actually a fantastic question, and it, to be, I guess, quite blunt about it, I think you guys have done an amazing job. One in. Sorting out people who you're going to bring on board—that's that's the first point. Um, we both have jokes about that, um, but also we have really had a concentrated effort to work on culture. I mean, we have people that only do that. Um, when I joined One Digital, I knew it was going to be different because I have never, literally in my life, worked for anybody ever. I've always done things on my own and even high school cutting grass or whatever. Mm -hmm. I've never had a boss. So I had to really think about it and say, okay, I've joined one digital. I'm all in no matter what I, I, we're going to figure this thing out and we're going to make this thing work and grow. And I think um, an overwhelming, I would say probably a hundred percent of the acquisitions now that we really understand, um, exactly what, what we're looking for. I think people think that way. I know as a fact, I can call and, and call a total stranger in another market that I know is good at something or I heard is good at something and say, Hey, Bob, I heard you're good at this. I need help here. Will you help me? And right. they'll drop everything and help me. And I think we're all that way. And and I think it's it's out of a very specific effort on our part to make it that way.
0: Yeah. Well, it's good to hear you say that. You know, it's something that, that I know Adam and I, you know, Adam lives it as CEO with sort of the drumbeat he, that he's laying out there. Um, every day, I, I sort of, you know, I feel like my role is just an ambassador to really kind of understand and navigate how we present ourselves around the country and how we figure out alignment. Um, it's just, you know, it's it's interesting. It, it, it's just so, I mean, 11 years of you and I growing up together in this company, I, I just kind of not, you know, I knock on wood, like, who would have thought 11 years ago yeah. that we'd be sitting here having this kind of conversation? It's pretty cool. You know, um, I want to be sensitive to sort of everyone's time. This is, you know, it's it's really interesting to me. And, you know, I appreciate you jumping on. You know, when you, one of the, one of the things we're trying to get our heads around these days is... Just, um, you know, being bold, right? How do you break away from the pack? How do you make decisions or act in a particular way that is bold and is, you know, in some ways taking chances on decisions in the future and that? But when you think about, you know, the ground you've covered over the past 11, 12 years um, and think about sort of, what is that what is that bold moment where you felt, you know, you were heading in a direction that was putting yourself out there? Is there a particular thing that comes to mind that that would be your moment of being bold?
1: Um, I would say my probably my boldest moment was joining One Digital because literally it was based on a promise. Um, that, that promise was met and exceeded a thousand times over. Um, But also on a, I guess on a smaller scale, when I joined one digital, you know, let's face it, Mike, I'm a, I was a small group guy. Yeah. Um, You know, I I love working with people. I love talking to people, but I was working in the really small, almost micro market on a daily basis. And now it, it is, gotten so much bigger. I've probably had five prospecting phone calls with groups in the last week over 500. Yeah. Um, one of the guys in my office said, yeah, you're not going to impress me unless you land one at least with 200 employees. And that's not, that's, just so wasn't me. Yeah. So being bold and going after those big things, um, maybe hunting elephants, I guess, would be the way of doing it. In yeah. of saying it, describing it instead of hunting squirrels um, yeah. is a good way to do it. You know, squirrels put food on the table, but um, elephants will feed a bunch of people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, it is, it, it probably, it was probably a rhetorical question now that I think about it, just because, you know, being the first, right? You had to basically say, you know it's probably the biggest decision i'll ever make in my life and i'm going to do it with a company that's never done it before right? right so i think we were we were definitely holding both hands and jumping in the pool and look i can't i can't thank you enough for one having made that initial decision because everyone who came after we said we were able to say, yeah, Oh yeah, we've done this before. Yeah. We know exactly what we're doing, but you know, (laughs) things I think, you know, have a way of working out and they certainly have in in this circumstance. So I really appreciate um, you eggs taking the time and um, it's been a fun run and it'll be fun. We should set a, set our watches and say, let's, 2 3 years from now regroup kind of do do a catch up again like this and it'll be interesting to see where are we then, but really appreciate uh, really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, thanks for everyone um, for joining us. Uh, again, this will be a regular podcast where we're just trying to hopefully give additional perspective to um, agency owners and folks really that are thinking about any kind of significant change in um, what they're doing, how they're doing it, and just alignment in the marketplace. So... Appreciate your time and uh, Hags, thanks again.
1: Welcome. Thank you.